I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screema. This is, oh, I've got Robin Lavasser with me. I got Jim Reed. We do a few podcasts each month. This one is for our realtor partners. Um, so I guess you could say realtor partners, builder partners, financial planners. Those, those of you that send this business, thank you so much. And Jimmy has a topic that uh, I think is ingenious and it's very strategic. And it's called the five markets for a realtor. So Jimmy, what are those five markets? And tell us how to, what to do, what do we do with this stuff? Anytime you want want to call me a genius, it's okay with me. (laughs) So I think there's five markets. I've been doing loans 27 years, but this is what I see. So I think if you wrote them down in order at the top, you'd write lots and land. Below that, you would write investment and second home. Below that, you would write luxury. Luxury is like a million-dollar house, you know, like luxury. Even if you can afford it, you don't have to buy a million-dollar house. That's a luxury item, right? Below that's move up. And below that's first-time home buyer. That's what I see as the five markets with all the borrowers I've ever met. They're interested in one of those things. So as the markets get stronger and stronger, they move up that ladder. Make sense? Yep. First time home buyers, then now there's move up, like it moves up the ladder. And when the market turns down, they get weak in that order. Like until recently, could you even get a lot low? Not like maybe two or three years ago, they started showing up again, right? But they're going to go away. And it, already we've seen them tighten up on second homes, right? Mm-hmm. Rates are higher. Investment properties tougher to get, more reserves. It's already changing. So if you're a realtor, you have to figure out, this is my opinion, okay? And if you're a lender, this is what you have to help your realtor partners figure out and strategize together. Like when you're a loan officer and you're going to go work with a realtor, you either, you got to either uh, partner with them, service them, or repair the relationship. So if you're a realtor listening, that's what you should expect. So you're meeting with your, your loan officer. You're like, hey, what market are we in and what's most likely next? And if you follow the line I gave you, it will tell you. You've got to be smart enough to realize what market you're in and which direction it's going. Like a simple example, Todd, is in 2006, if you could wind back the clock and you were a realtor, who would you go meet with? Seven, 2007, I'll give you. 2006, 2007, I would probably meet with anybody because anybody could get a loan. <laughs> no, you know, knucklehead. You would meet with banks and get nice, nice with their REO division so you can oh, get all that was the net. That was 08, 2009, 2010. Yeah, do you want to be late or do you want to be early? Ah, okay. Oh, you want to wait till it happens and then go get the meeting? Interesting. I say anticipate and get the meeting early. I- anticipate the market. So uh, two quick stories. Uh, I was a fr- friend of mine. I was went on a guy's trip to Hawaii a few weeks ago. And I'm sitting there talking to this guy, and um, uh, I, he's a friend of mine, but I didn't realize ex- 
like I knew what he did. He sells land to home builders. That's what he does. So I said, well, that's pretty cool. How long have you been doing that? And he kind of tells the story where he followed your kind of matrix. He got to uh, land acquisition and he's only done that for 30 years. His first 10 years, he did some other stuff. 30 years. So I said, well, how's that doing for you? He says, really good. I just closed uh, 68 uh, 68, uh, lots today since we've been here. I said, well, how many lots do you have in escrow? Robin, take a guess how many lots he has in escrow. This is lots. Lots. Um, I'm going to go with 220. 13,000 lots. 13,000 lots. 13,000 lots. Wow. I don't dream big enough. I do not dream big enough. (laughs) And, And he just carved out this market where if you're a home builder, that's who you go to to find lots. And he kind of owns the market, if you will. Um, so to Jimmy's point, one other quick story. I'm talking to a friend of mine who's a realtor. And <clears throat> this was a frustrating conversation. Um, she says, uh, I'm like, well, how are you getting business, blah, blah, blah. I got to do a little bit of everything. I said, well, a little bit of everything doesn't sound right. Um, she says, well, I have one investor that has $17 million to invest, but there's nothing on the market. Oh, I have another right investor that has $13 million, but there's nothing on the market. I'm all, honey, you got to go do some door knocking and find some investment deals. I said, you sit down with them with a questionnaire. You find out exactly what they want, whether it's apartments, is it raw land? Do they, are they looking to develop? What, whatever it is. And get crystal clear and tie them down on exactly what they're looking for. And you go find it. Like, I don't care what you got to do. And... <laughs> So there's a person that is, it has these investors that have all this money and Dude. they're not doing anything about it. So check this out. Check this out. So I only work with the best realtors in SAC. I can tell you all their names. They're the best of the best. I don't have time. I just, I only work with a few because I run a big branch, right? So Rich and Tom, I told them I had some money, like a lot of it that I wanted to buy an apartment complex with. They said they would follow up. Haven't heard from them. No follow up. No follow up. Like I want to buy right now. Like if someone showed me a deal that 75% of the rents covered the PITI and the cost per door made sense compared to housing, I would buy today. Uh And I don't need a loan. Follow up. Like you got to anticipate the market and you got to follow up. Well, I, wow. I think that the other piece of this that's interesting, I know I felt this pain and I've seen so many real estate agents feel, feel this exact same pain. Our egos want us to believe that people know um, or understand way more about what we do and how we do it and where our strong suits are and all of those things. I know that for me, when I first started in, you know, at our branch, I was working side by side with a man named Dave Cameron and Dave's a long seasoned loan rep and he's about 15 years older than me. So Dave, all of a sudden I have this really great powerhouse realtor and I'll, I'll affiliate this back to the real estate end of things, but 
they're bringing me all these first time home buyers and I'm working the heck out of these first time home buyers and, you know, getting them into houses. And all of a sudden I see the realtor in the lobby one day and I stop and, oh, hey, and he's so I'm here to see Dave. He's got this really nice doctor with him. So later I said, hey, I know you're using me for all these first time home buyers. He says, yeah, I use you for all the first time home buyers and I use Dave for all the, you know, move up and luxury buyers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my point is, I can't tell you how many realtors miss opportunities like interstate referrals that they do to other real estate offices because they mm -hmm. simply don't talk about it. Um, you know, being able to refer or represent a first time home buyer, even though you're a luxury specialist. Um, doing a apartment complex, even though you're a luxury specialist. And so branding and knowing your markets and, and what the timing is of the market is important, but really making sure that people know that you represent all things real estate, that maybe it's not you directly that's doing that deal, but you're the one that they need to call to make sure they get the proper direction of how to achieve their real estate goals. And I think we do a very poor job of people understanding. I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I, you know, I use them to list my house. I didn't know they worked with buyers. <laughs> In lending, we hear, I didn't know you did refinances. I thought you only did purchases, right? People yeah. don't know what they don't know. And we have got to do a better job about talking about these things and getting our brand and our information out there and market conditions. I mean, the stock market's down a ton right now. Guess what's not down? Real estate. Real estate. Real estate. But there's so many realtors who are more focused on interest rates right now than they're worried about the fact that people are losing their tail on stocks, but gaining a ton still in real estate and covering their payments and Airbnbs. And I mean, there's tons of opportunities out there, but you don't see a ton of realtors sped, spreading that message around and really taking advantage of market conditions. Yep. Interesting concept, you know, as you're talking about that. So I'm wondering, <clears throat> Jim, when you when you cover these five different markets, which I, I agree with. Are you suggesting that um, are you suggesting that that uh, it's important to strategically know what's the next market, or are you also saying they should specialize more in the one of those five markets? You have to be aware, right? That they move it moves up, Todd. So like, if if lots and land are selling, it's almost over. Do you agree with that? I understand where you're going, but explain that. So like when people are buying lots, like I'm, I'm going to tell you to in a non-real estate way. You ready? About the Chevron. I think I've told this story on these on this on this platform before, but I think it's important. Lots and land equals the story I'm telling about the Chevron. I'm a 53 year old man and I've saved a lot of money. Like I'm pretty frugal. I'm not trying to tell you I'm rich. I'm just trying to tell you I'm not a spender, okay? I have a really nice truck and a really nice boat, and I have seen 25-year-old men with what I have, lots of them. So when everybody has it, it's almost over. Yeah. The run, right? Right? Liquidity is almost – it's going gonna, it's gonna to change, and that's when lots and land sell. So for me, it's like, hey – and it goes back down fast. Like it goes up slow. First time home buyer, move up buyer, luxury buyer, investment, second home, lots of land, wham, back to first time home buyer. So on the way down, you got to go all the way down fast. 
on the way up, you got to see it happening in market that way. That's what I've seen the three different market turns that I've been through. You yeah, agree? What, what, just um, that makes sense. But just to say it a different way, um, <clears throat> how many how many of uh, uh, our friends, families, acquaintances? I've never seen so many people buy second homes. Oh gosh! Right, that's an example. I have this one buddy again going back to this golf trip. This is a different guy in the trip, and he's like. Well, you should buy a, a, a second home in uh, in Tahoe with me at this place called Lahan. And uh, so I pull it up on Zillow or something like that. And uh, the house that I, the cheapest house in the subdivision was selling for $5 million. The house that I looked at online was $7 million. Anyway, we're getting ready to go to bed. I, I get up the next morning. We're having coffee. And I said, hey, you know that dumbass idea about me buying a second home for $7 million? He said, yeah. I said, I'm not doing it. He says, why do you say that? I said, because everyone's doing it. And that house, you know what I can do with $7 million? That's ridiculous. That house Todd, is going to be $4 million in year. two years. Huh? Yeah, Todd, you'll use it twice a year. You should do it. Yeah. Well, that's the other side of it, right? Um, so when you look at these different markets, <clears throat> how much should, this is a question, how much should people specialize in these things? Like, I, I, I'm sure this exists, but I've, I've um, some of this stuff with VRBO and 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 doing rentals, um, I've not really seen a realtor specialize in that, like second home kind of business. I'm sure there is, but it can't be a lot because I don't see it. So how much should people specialize in some of these niches? You know, we all know in every market, there's several, maybe a handful of, they they fully are specialized in luxury properties and they do really well and they sell lots of real estate and then there's others that you know seem to be a a jack of all trades master of none yeah i have an opinion right yeah so if you're going to brand yourself would you brand yourself to a specific market or to a or to a level like the blue collar realtor yeah, which would be more focused on first-time homebuyers or the next move know. up. That's a hard-working realtor. Don't don't say any market in there. I don't know, but I know that if I specialize in only working with one kind of realtor as a lender, then I eliminate the other ones, and that's scary to me. Do I don't think, personally believe in, like, my personal opinion from, I mean, what, what I've done in sales, I don't believe in and branding yourself to pigeonhole, right? Like your, you know, I see lenders do it all the time. Your VA lender, your specific this, you know, your um, REO person. Well, REOs go away and nobody knows you do any other type of business. Like the, the truth is we are, we're licensed and, and it doesn't mean you have to be a jack of all trades. Now here's the deal. People bring me loans that I don't choose to do all the time. And I direct them to the appropriate person who can take good care of them in that circumstance, but they start with me. And I need people to start with me. I need them to think mortgage, I'm calling her. Real estate, I'm, I'm calling her too, so that I can control the referrals and the narrative and all of those things. And I think that that's a big miss from people. They're like, I, I've a, let me just give you a story. I have a realtor, top producing realtor up here. When she was young, 19 years old, she started her business handing out business cards in Costco. I think I've said this before on here. And then her very first listing was a manufactured home in a park. Mm-hmm. Manufactured home in a park. And I'm going to ad lib to the numbers because I can't remember the exact amount. But all these people would call her and say, hey, I want to go see your listing. And 
She said she listened to all these other people in her office say, hey, you can't meet with anybody that can't pay cash. You can't meet with anybody that needs financing. You can't, all these things. Don't take them because they can't do it. So she would, every person that would call and say, I want to see your listing, she wouldn't even ask any questions. She'd, she'd just say, sure, and show up. Off of that one manufactured home, I kid you not, it was something like 13 listings and 19 buyers off of showing people a manufactured home in a park that couldn't be financed, that took her forever to sell on cash. Wow. But she took that opportunity into all different arenas because she wasn't close-minded about what was there, right? And I think that's one of the misses that we do as if we can't, right? As if we can't do more. Now, some of those ended up referrals. There were all sorts of things that she could do with it. But to this day, she is an absolutely top producing agent in our town. And to this day, she is somewhat of a jack of all trades, Todd. But what she really is, is known as one of the queens of real estate in our community. And I think yeah. that's the difference maker. Yeah, I have a comment on that. As a lender, I used to tell my assistant and she would, uh, when I've said this story to other lenders, they think I'm crazy. But I did it this way. I said, look at Someone calls in for a loan and they are willing to bring in the paperwork that you're saying and they're willing to come and drive to my office and spend time with me, I will meet with them. Yeah. And it did happen sometimes where I couldn't do the loan, but I either did the loan later or a lot of times I got referred to someone else that needed a loan in their family or friends or coworkers or something. So that, that's, I, I hear people on floor and you know floor realtor waiting yeah. for an appointment. And they'll say, oh, yeah, that, that home sold. Okay, bye. I'm like, how many, hey, Todd, how many times did you think you couldn't get them alone, but then when they showed up, you figured it out? Yeah, um, all the time. Jimmy all worked with me. Oh, this is a waste of time. And then I meet with them and be like, okay, we can figure this out. I was meeting with a client one time. I don't know, if Jimmy, if you'll remember this story, but I was meeting with this guy one time. I remember <laughs> I know. I got it all right here. I got all your stuff right here. I know everything you need. I got it all right here. That guy? Different story. Okay. But this guy's coming in. He's like, um, I wasn't going to meet with him. I nicknamed him Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie comes in uh, to purchase a personal property. And Fast Eddie um, had a gun on his hip. And he was a little short guy. And... Um, I, I'm, I'm walking him back to the office and I'm like, looking at his credit score. I'm like, this is a disaster. What am I doing? <laughs> Come to find out, not only did I get Fast Eddie alone, he had 18 rental properties that I refinanced like five or six of them. So you just spend time with people with the intent to help and give and these amazing things happen. Yeah. But, so get out of the preconception. So guys, this is, this is meant to be like a brainstorm I think it was a cool idea. Lots in land, investment in second homes, luxury, move up buyers, first time home buyers as a way to categorize the market. And then we told some stories around that. Maybe it gives you an idea. Like I was this guy that has 13,000 lots that that's in escrow. Who thought that even I bet you some realtors are listening to that and thinking I'm fibbing. I swear to God, I'm not fibbing. I will give you his name and phone number. You could text him. Like it's like 13,000 lots under in escrow right now. That's crazy. Okay. But he made it his niche to find land for home builders. Well, if you're in home, if you're in, if you know that space at all, home builders are always looking for land and lots to develop. Always, always. Right. That's how, without that, they can't build homes. So 
you have 10 builder contacts, you're going to do quite a few sales if you become good at it, as an example. So, okay, we got to close out. Guys, thank you for your business. I want to thank Robin and Jim for joining me. Uh, and remember, we do mortgage loans. We do all kinds of mortgage loans, jumbo loans, conventional loans, government loans, USDA loans, down payment assistance loans, you name it. We do loans on manufactured homes, okay? We, you name it, we do the loan for residential. Guys, thank you very much for your business. I appreciate you very much. As Jim and Robin and all of our loan officers do, thank you for keeping us in business for 27 years and helping us thrive. Have a great day. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.